Hello, hello, hello. Welcome, all of you out there in Radioland. <laughs> that one's for you, Farron. Radioland, Radioland. Well, I'm going to tell you something. Um, when I say it has been a shitty week, I mean it has been an absolute shit show, terrible time. It's just not been, it's not been one of those good ones. So, when I have stuff like that, most of the time I can like uh, jam out in the car or I can, uh, you know, kind of, I used to lay down in the dark, uh, like when I just had like terrible, this is like bad depression stuff. Um, I used to just sit down in my room and I would turn all the lights off and then I would listen to uh, Wish You Were Here. Uh, the entire album. Um, a lot of times I did that when it was on vinyl. Um, it's just something about vinyl pop that, uh, I don't know, it's like it sets a soul free. Um, so, I don't have that option in the studio yet to pump in a record player. But I do have the ability to Bluetooth in on the soundboard. So this is kind of what I do when I just have those... Uh, those really shit weeks where uh, a lot of stuff went right. Um, maybe it was just stress, you know. Maybe it was uh, uh, pressure. But I don't think anything uh, just super negative happened this week. I think it was just one of those things that's just, you know, enough's enough. And so sometimes we get in those positions and we talk a lot on this show about uh, not um, – buying into the pressures and buying into everything and uh i today was one of those days where i kind of secluded myself i was trying to um you know just gather some stuff together and um uh, i got to think i don't i got to thinking uh i don't want anybody that um listens to this show think that life is perfect you know, we uh, we had a lot, a lot, a lot of hard hitting topics, and we don't have it all together. Nobody that comes on the show has it all together, and so that's that thought stemmed from, uh, um, you know, I believe I have the power over emotion uh, with what music I choose to listen to, what music I choose to play, and uh, that's kind of what this is about. Um, it was one of those days. So I, I don't have anything like um, picked out wise. So I'm just going to kind of, as as this progresses, probably stop and talk a little bit. But um, I'm going to start out with Easy uh, by the Commodores, Mr. Lionel Richie, and the rest of those guys. About four and a half years ago, um, this was a theme song for me. Tomorrow 
said that was a theme song for me for a uh for a very long time man and you know about four and a half years ago i think i was in uh closest stage to f- complete freedom i've ever had in my life um i i got a great life now don't don't get me wrong i um love hayden and love my kids um have a great career uh, I'm able to do a lot of fun things, um, 
able to give back to the community and so forth. Um, so I'm, I'm very, I'm very thankful, uh, for the life that I have now and everything that, uh, you know, the, the, the progress and the, and the, uh, fulfillment areas of life and, you know, it's just in a, in a different place. But back then, um, that was when I got God for the first time in my life. And that stemmed from, that stemmed from a, uh, a lifetime of not thinking I was good enough. And, uh, when I finally got God, I began to understand that I am worth something. And then I went into a freedom. And my freedom began to grow and grow and grow. And it... Uh, It still wasn't easy during those times. You see, growth is a, is something that doesn't stop. You continue to grow. And I look back now and I go, you know, I was so happy and I was so excited about the growth of my person and I still had bad days. But four and a half years ago, with that freedom... That song meant a lot to me. It meant a whole lot to me. Because I was easy. I was easy. And the easy days are really what sticks out more than the bad days. It's kind of crazy how that works. You see, God's brought me to a point to where I remember the good days over the bad days. See, we think we take things for granted. And uh, we don't realize that um, that there will always be bad things to have to overcome. And we're allowed to have those emotional investment days in ourself. As long as you get back up on the horse. You see, because it has nothing to do with God's favor if God loves you. It has to do with the mental exhaustion of the human mind. You see, we're human beings. That's what we are. We have emotion. Uh, we have pain. We have happiness. We have all kind of things that run off of our emotions and our situations and our circumstances often define our emotions. And so for me, the easiest, fastest, and most effective way to change my emotion is through music. So... Let's take a trip back to the 60s. The Beatles. 
I think it was their 12th and final studio album. It was called Let It Be. And in that, that, that album, there's a cut titled that, Let It Be. And in 2007, a movie came out called Across the Universe. It was a musical tribute to the Beatles. And it was a phenomenal movie. And see, there was a cover of Let It Be in that movie. And the audio is great. It really is. But you should uh, really, you need to really watch the movie, but at least watch the Let It Be music video. You see, the last time um, that I was in the current state that I am right now, of just over it and needing to recoup, um, was, uh, I think it was October of last year. And I went, uh, I was on a work trip to Cleveland, Ohio. Uh, I flew in the day before, so I had some downtime, and I went to the uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and I didn't know what was what what was there, uh, but they had a Beatles exhibit. Um, it was super phenomenal, and you know I was I was in another city, um, I was out of state, and. You know, I, I got a lot of things to be proud and happy of in life, but I still have days like this. So I had a time like that then. And uh, I just remember driving around Cleveland going, man, this is, life is just heavy. And I was like, I got to get out of this. I got I to gotta get out of this. I'm going to go to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I'd already planned to go there. And, uh, so so I walk in and um I was super excited to see the Beatles exhibit. So I went in and there was this uh there was this little room. If you've ever been to museums, they have little rooms with little stupid videos playing most of the time. And uh but this one was um it was the documentary of Let It Be. And it, the 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 whole thing was super cool. It was just photograph after photograph and then there were little pods that had the uh, the documentary playing in it, and I was sitting there, and I kind of zoned out for a minute, and I realized I was the old fat guy sitting at the museum, actually watching the fucking videos. You know, <laughs> if you're a dad, you understand that. But uh, I was just so free in that moment, you know, because that's what music does for me. But before I uh, before I made it up to their floors, um, if, if you've ever been to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, you know what I'm talking about. Um, and on different floors, they have different exhibits, and it starts out on the bottom floor as the progression of rock and roll. And it is one of the coolest R&B and blues exhibits I've ever seen in my life. And see, I know I, I know that rock and roll stems from, from African-American black roots. You know, that's what it is. It came from the South, man. You know, it, it came, it was born out of oppression. That's, that's what rock and roll was born from. And, and I remember standing there, and it was just so much information coming in, so much information coming in, um, looking at these exhibits, and I got overwhelmed, and I texted my buddy Angelo there, and I told him where I was at and kind of what I was experiencing and sent him some pictures, and he, he texted me, and he said, yeah, man, didn't you know rock and roll stem from black folks? And I said, man, I knew that, but 
it's different being here and seeing all of this. I mean, it was just a very emotional thing for me. Um, and then I made my way up to the Let It Be exhibit. And, you know, I don't know if I'll get to this or not, but I went to the top level and there was an amazing Trent Reznor display up there as well, as long as well as a uh, Eddie Van Halen. But um, I remember sitting there in that exhibit and it just, it, it, it was, I was just free in that moment. And it brings up so much stuff. You know, it brings up so much of the good and the bad. And, you know, that's that's what's therapeutic for me is the music. That's what it is. And so I have to work it out and I have to talk it out. So I'm going to play that cut from the uh, 2007 of uh, Across the Universe. When I find myself in times of trouble... Mother Mary comes to me Speaking words of wisdom Let it be And in my hour of darkness She is standing Right in front of me Speaking words of wisdom Let it be let it be, let it be, let it be, let it be. Whisper words of wisdom, let it be. And when the broken hearted people living in this world agree, there will be an answer, let it be. For though we may be parted, there is still a chance that they will see. There will be an answer, let it be. Let it be. cloudy there is still a light that shines on me shine until tomorrow let it be
emotions, <laughs> they are real. Emotions are real. And we have to work through them. You see, I think we're afforded our little bit of time to decompress. <laughs> but we got to get back up, right? That's how we work through emotions. You're not, you're not a failure and you're not a reject and you're not a default because you have emotions. And that's hard for men. But this goes for anybody. We have to work through our emotions. However you want to do it. Music, as I've already stated, that's my thing. So, a lot of you know my story. And uh, my dad uh, was a pastor for a long time. My dad got a bad rap there at the end, lost his family, lost his church, he lost everything. And so there's a, uh, you know, he, and he, he caught a lot of, a lot of shit for it, including from his son. <laughs> but there's a line in this song, um, there's two lines in this song that uh, fully illustrate the way that I view my father now. This is a uh, Washed by the Water from Need to Breathe on their acoustic live album. People ask us a lot of times about our influences, and uh, they're all over the place as a band, but one of them is we grew up in, in, a, in a church. Our dad was a preacher. We were kids. We listened to gospel music. And uh, Yeah, before you cheer, finish, hear the rest of the story. Uh, <laughs> we were the bad kids. My mom would only let us listen to Christian music when we were kids. Me and my brother hated that. And we, uh, we taped stuff off the radio in our bedroom. And then we took it to our Christian school and sold the tapes. <laughs> so there'd be Amy Grant tapes, but Sir Mix-a-Lot would be on there. <laughs> but there was a bunch of gospel music that we loved from that time, stuff like this right here. I'm free. Lord, I'm free. I'm no longer bound. There's no more chains holding me. My soul is resting. Oh, what a blessing. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I am free. And it led us to write some stuff like this. Starts rising. 
Even when the storm comes I am washed by the water Even when the rain falls Even when the flood starts rising Even when the storm comes I am washed by the water Cause even when the earth crumbles under my feet Even when the ones I love turn around and crucify me I won't ever, ever let you go I won't fall, I won't fall, I won't fall as long as you're around me Even when the rain falls, even when the flood starts rising even when the storm comes, I am watching the hell singing. Come on. Even when the rain falls, even when the flood starts rising, even when the storm comes, I am washed by the water. And that is washed by the water by Need to Breathe on their acoustic uh, acoustic album. Volume one is what it's on. The whole album is great. Um, I highly recommend it. And so going back to working through emotions, you see, we have to constantly make investments in ourselves. It's the only way we get through our days. Some people take it too far, but we have to constantly do that. And so when it comes to the bad days, we have to constantly invest in who we are. And you see, I've, I've said this for years. It's don't ever forget where you came from. Just don't dwell there. You know, don't live there. But don't ever forget that. Because see, working through pain and working through emotion is a process. You got to give and take and give and take. And you have to visit places back over and over and over and over again in your life. Because we're human and we're emotion. And it's super hard work. I'm not going to sit here and say that it's not. You just got to find something that works for you to continue working through that pain. And so I always find myself back in music for like the humpty thousandth time since I've been sitting here. So keeping with the theme of need to breathe, this is, uh, this is one of those investment songs through the process that begins to change the tempo a little bit.
the desert now There's a cage locked around my heart I found a way to drop the keys when my failures were Now my hands can't reach that far process is crazy you know you have to constantly go back to places and go back to places you know we'll be uh do the damn show i don't know what episode will be uh, when this one comes out but you know it's it's not a year old yet and you know the whole thing is venturing back to places you know we we asked some uh specific questions on this show and that was um you know it's uh if you're in a, if you're on a road trip and you go on a truck stop what to uh you know what are you going to come out with um that's a loaded gun question i actually got that from after school radio with mark hoppus uh when they do interviews with different people that's on the road um that uh they ask that question but i found it interesting because um one, we find a lot of commonalities in people, which nobody's got the right answer yet for a candy bar, which is zero bar. It's because there are zero other options on the face of the planet, by the way. That's the perfect answer. But, um, you know, we all have commonalities, and we all have different uh, tastes in things, and we all have different preferences, you know, I remember uh, Casey's Henley dad, Casey Henley's dad, uh, she's Casey Briggs now. 
shout out to uh, Casey and Michael. Um, he would not drink Mr. Pibb. It was Dr. Pepper only. And uh, I remember I was out to eat with him one time, and they said, uh, is Mr. Pibb okay? And Mr. Hanley just looked at the waitress and shook his head no. <laughs> we all have things that we like, and we all have things that we go to and we're because we're creatures of habit. And so I, I, I found it uh, to be one of the three questions to help journey through a process. And a lot of times when we're uh, on road trips, we'll find ourselves uh, on vacation and because we're excited to be going somewhere, we stop in a truck stop and um, because we're gonna, we're on vacation, we'll spend a little bit more than we would normally spend and we're gonna go ahead and get the snack or whatever that we want. It's to uh, help exemplify freedom in ourself. It's a point of happiness in our life through my rat trail of a brain. And so to ask that question and then it be backed with, what do you want? Well, you know, what did you get for Christmas? What stands out from Christmas? You know, because if we venture back to the an actual when we thought joy was an emotion time. If we could travel back to that moment where we felt sheer joy. <laughs> sheer joy. That one Christmas present. Then that's a healing place. So at the truck stop, we're already acknowledging that we had we do have certain freedoms to make the choices that we want because I'm going to get my favorite thing and invest in ourselves. And then we all have the free ability to travel back to a place in time to where joy was defined by an emotion for us. And we can try to conjure up that same feeling. And then the last message is, or the last question is, what is your tombstone message? What is your message to the masses? God forbid something happened to you on the way home tonight. What would be the last thing that somebody would hear you say. You see, by getting that on tape, God forbid something actually happened to that person. But they would have been traveling home from Fats on Force Studio recording Do the Damn Show. And their families would have the ability during their time of uh, grief or their time of depression, years from after the accident. If that happened, they would have a point to go back to, to find that joy. Because I have people in my life that are no longer here. I still have both my parents. But I have people in my life that are no longer here. And I had some very, very joyous times with them. And there were a lot of older mentors for me that I realized that they were what they were trying to put into me, especially my uncle. And I would love to know <laughs> what his tombstone message or message to the masses was. He lived his life that way. 
But man, if I could hear that, it would be amazing for me. You see, it, we don't have to heal completely from the pain, people. We don't have to. I miss my uncle. I miss a lot of people in my life. But it's what makes me human. You see, I don't have to stand in the grief. I don't have to stand in the in the morning. I don't have to stand in the in the depressive states with that. You have to grow through it. But it doesn't mean that you're not going to have days to where you could have something from that individual to help conjure up another feeling of joy. Not to mention, it's going to be amazing. Whatever comes out in that moment, that's how that person truly feels. And my favorite one that won't be aired because we lost the episode, it was a terrible thing, was Officer uh, Jonathan Macklin from Decatur City Police Department. Mac, what's your tombstone message? What's your message to the masses? What's on? <laughs> if something happened to you, what's the last thing somebody going to say or hear you say? And the answer is, Keep the grass cut and the snakes will show. I know that if that was my brother, if that was my, my, my son, and knowing who he is, something happened to him, if I, could, if I could go back and find that and listen to it, I know it would make me smile because it made, it made me and Farron laugh so damn hard in here. I didn't. I didn't think we was actually going to be able to use it because I thought we were basing out the mics. So it's an opportunity for you to hear this person's tombstone message, and just on reserve, something ever happened to somebody, because we're all going to die at some point. There's a record of it. There's a record of this person's last words that can be clung to, clung to, clinged it to, whatever it is. So to continue that journey, a lot of times I have to go back to uh, places when I was a kid, when I was, uh, when I was, um, especially in my teens, late teens, that would have been in uh, 2000, 2001, 2002. I have to uh, go back to those places and then embark on my early 20s. And at some point through the process of working through emotions and traveling back to places, you know, we have to begin to turn that process around. And your timeline is your timeline, by the way. But to do that, we have to start investing. So we have to change the tempo. So to exemplify that, we're going to take a step back in time, too, because I'm working through a process tonight. And we're, <laughs> we're going to take a step back in, uh, in, into our previous life to start beginning to try to discover some of that joy. Um, and Gavin DeGraw saying on the last um, cut that we had from Need to Breathe Brothers. And so this is uh, 2003 Gavin DeGraw, I Don't Want to Be. I don't need to be 
not like this and that You're gonna have to leave I came from the mountain The crust of creation My whole situation Made from clay to stone And now I'm telling everybody I don't wanna be anything Other than what I've been Trying to be lately See, through that process, at some point, we have to begin to tell ourselves, I don't want to be. And that's super hard, man. Nobody's not going to act or pretend like it's not, because it is. It's very difficult. It's very, very difficult. But we have to. You see, we have to constantly invest in ourselves and change the tempo. We have to. We have to keep that tempo moving in the right direction. You see, we, we're afforded to, to take a travel back and have those low moments to try to begin to reconnect with ourself because that's what it's all about, working through emotions, is reconnecting with ourself. And so we have to keep doing it. But as you're doing that, keep investing, keep growing, keep changing the tempo. And always keep that mind frame of I gotta get away. Yeah. 
That was the Black Keys, 2014. Got to get away. You know, sometimes we got to get away, both mentally, emotionally, and physically. I've I've often found to cure the emotional and the mental, it takes the physical. So it takes a physical movement of oneself to get out of the bed, to get off the couch, to get out of the car, you know, to walk out of the shower. You have to start with the physical first. Take that step. And keep that in mind of I got to get away. I have to get away from this current situation. I have to get out of this immediate circumstance. I have to physically extract myself from this. Because as we get agitated, we just continue to get agitated and the more emotion that grows, right? You have to invest. You know, I have a family at home. I don't even know what time it is, if I'm honest. It's 12, 12.03. I have a family at home. I have three kids at home. I have a beautiful wife at home. I have everything I need at home. But because I'm not mentally and emotionally stable, I have to physically subtract myself to go work on those things. Doesn't mean that I don't love my family. You see, because a very good friend of mine told me something one time. His name was Troy Graves. He gra- uh, graduated. <laughs> he graduated. Retired from the uh, Huntsville Fire Department. Huntsville Fire Department, Engine 1. And Troy told me, <laughs> if you ain't good to yourself, you ain't going to be any good to anybody else. Some people view it as selfish. And you can't take it too far to where it is selfish. I will tell you that. But you have to physically extract yourself sometimes. But if you're going to do that, you have to embark on a process. And you have to, it's a, it's a fine balance of I got to get away. I got to get away. And when I'm away, I have to start that investment process. I have to use my time wisely. How many times have we heard that in our life? Because then, you know, and you may have to do it a few more times in the beginning. But as you grow through that, you're able to sharpen that skill and that mind over time. And it becomes faster and faster and faster each time. And you, you find yourself having to check out physically far less than you used to. But we have to do that. So that song uh, pointed a lot towards him uh, not being able to find the right girl in life, you know. And consequently, our next song is, um, it's one that is the complete opposite of that. <laughs> this is uh, the one, you know, Gotta Get Away is him saying, look, I've tried to find you, I can't find you. Um, and this one is the guy going, hey, you know, let me be your sledgehammer. And I've always thought it cool to think about this song um, in a sense of God is actually, if you, can, if you can replace Dave Matthews during this, you know, with God kind of singing this song to you, it's actually to a T what he's, what he's trying to tell us. 
you see, not only do we have to change the tempo of our life, a lot of times we have to change the tempo of our day. We have to change the tempo of our minute. I would say seconds, but, you know, outside of a Ramon song, I don't think you're going to find anything that short. <laughs> it's, it's just a constant process. Constant process. And God actually, through that process, affords us the right to go through that. You know, but and there's so many people that look and go, well, if I could just do this, and yeah, if your God's so great, then why this? Yada, yada, yada. When really what they're saying is, why do I have to go through this? Well, the truth is, is I don't know. I only know that I am not the same person that I was. And it was through that pain. It was through that change. Um, and I'm still growing. You know, there, there, there will come a day to where I may not even have one of these days for a year, two years. But right now, that, that's where I'm at. And I have to work through it. And, and when I got the God thing, when it finally clicked, you know, when I was talking earlier about that freedom area, you know, I have to, I have to, I'm not going to say constantly because it's not all the time, but it's more than I would like for it to be. I, I have to visit back. I have to go back and I have to, and I have to go, um, into places that I don't really want to go again, but I have to work through it. I keep working through it. I keep working through it. And you know, I don't understand why we have to do that. I only know that I'm, I'm much better now than I used to be. It's like exercising a muscle, man. It's just, it's exercising emotions. They tell you to exercise your brain, you know. Um, exercise your emotions. It does help you become stronger. It really does. And so a lot of times to help me get through that, I go back to my foundation. And as cliche as that is, it's God. God's always been there. You know, whether it was crammed down my throat or it was the version of God that put me in a box and kind of pushed me over to the side. You know, God was always there because of the foundation that my family laid. You know, it was, it was always an option. And so this song is one about foundations and it's, uh, it's, it's something that I just, I don't know. I, I, I it's, it's something about foundations. One judgment through the darkness, one 
see we have to go back to our foundation we have to go back to what we know we have to go back to the good of our foundation you see we can visit the bad stuff because that's what helps that heal you know it's not like picking at it but you do have to tend to it and so you know we have to go back to a foundation of the good and i know some people that um uh, they don't have any good to go back to and I'm going to tell you, that is, I'm not even going to tell you how to live that life, man. I, I don't know. I've had a rough-ass life. I've had a rough-ass life. But um, I, I can go back to many, 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 many joyous times now. Um, but we have to go back. And we have to visit. And we have to we have to begin to work on that wound. We have to begin to work on that that root cause of the emotion. You see, it's not the immediate circumstance. It's something that's built up over time. And so, therefore, it takes time to deconstruct it. 
And the only way to do that is to go back and revisit it. And so with that, we have to keep the tempo going. You know, you got to keep the tempo up. So even when your tempo begins to rise, you can take a step back real quick. Just don't go all the way back down. Just kind of plateau for a minute, you know, and, and kind of try to ride in a foundation. You know, I'd, uh, you know, Pimps and Preachers is is uh, really, I, I love that song. So Jeremy Braswell and I have something in common, um, and that is Paul Thorne. We are both inherently like huge Paul Thorne fans. Turns out Farron is as well, because Farron is a singer-songwriter. Um, so Paul Thorne is, he is, uh, he, he was with me a lot of times in my deepest, darkest stages, his music. And it meant a whole lot to me. There was a lot of his music that got me through a whole lot of hard times. I mean, like a just rough, rough, rough times. And so I, I held this thing, um, Paul Thorne's dad was a pastor as well, and actually he was a boxer. Uh, Paul Paul was a boxer in the eighties, and uh, you know he he had a he had a mixed up life in religion too. And he and he's a great singer songwriter, and he does a lot of it through comedy. And uh, but he's got a very soulful tune. And so uh, Jeremy and I are kindred spirits in that in that uh, in that manner. So with that being said. Paul Thorne also has a comical side. You know, he's, it's a very, um, it's a very great way to look at life. I, I strongly encourage, encourage you to listen to a lot of his music, um, specifically the lyrics, if you're a lyrics person, but here's a, uh, here's a selection from Paul that actually, um, is probably one of my favorites for obvious reasons. <laughs> Have you ever had a one of those days when nothing goes right? Your wife starts bitching about whatever it was she was bitching about last night. So you escape into the bathroom just to sit there on your throne. But after you finish your business, the toilet paper's gone. Let's sing together. It's a great day for me to whoop somebody's ass. Come on. It's a bad day. <laughs> so you better get off of my back. You might get cold cocked if you cross my path. Because it's a great day. Everybody, come on. For me to whoop somebody's ass. <laughs> All right. Well, I was running late for work, so I poured me some coffee to go. And just before I had a flat tire, I spilled it all over my clothes. When the highway patrolman pulled up, I thought the help was on the way. But when he saw that tire tool in my hand, he shot me with pepper spray. Let's say it together. It's a great day. Let me hear you say it. It's a bad day. <laughs> so you better get off of my back. You might get cold cocked if you cross my path. Say it. 
last verse. It goes out to everybody that don't like their boss at work. <laughs> when I finally made it to work, that was 15 minutes late. I told my boss about the flat tire, but he fired me anyway. So here I am in the parking lot, just waiting by his car bed. I'm gonna give him a goodbye present that he never will forget. Sing! It's a bad day. So you better get off of my back. You might get cold, cock. If you cross my path. Cause it's a great day For me to whoop somebody's ass So Hayden will tell you um, One of the greatest experiences of her life Was seeing me completely speechless um, It's a true story um, as, as, as talented as I am to be able to get words out of my mouth and string them in together in a manner that makes sense. Um, I met Paul Thorne. Um, <laughs> it was, uh, he was playing, uh, here, here in Decatur at the princess and called in a couple of favors and, uh, they, uh, uh this is another whole nother story, but I'm so thankful for the network that God has built in my life over the course of my 39 years. Um, it takes one phone call and it's like a six degrees of Kevin Bacon thing. Um, so anyway, um, I got to meet Paul Thorne at that concert and you know, I'm a big art guy. And when I worked in the haunted house industry, I would build custom things. And when we would meet celebrities, I would have them sign it. Um, that would, that pertained to whatever movie that they had, uh, was their, their star role that I, that I liked. And uh, so this this thing I did, uh, Paul Thorne has a uh, he has an album called Mission Temple Fireworks Stand, and on that album cover uh, is a guy that's holding a very uh, abstract looking guitar, and so I made that guitar, um, I crafted it, and and uh, it ended up being just just under four feet long, um, but anyway, it was a huge huge piece, and uh, I I, t I made it and. I made it. I made an arrangement to where I could meet Paul and have him sign it. And you know, like I was already nervous, you know, going in. And this dude, this guy, I guarantee you, there's just not even a handful of people that know who the hell I'm talking about right now. Um, but it was because of everything that I'd went through in my life and the things that I clung to a lot of that music that that you know I actually uh, made him more valuable. And so. Uh, you know, I'm walking in, I'm just nervous as hell. I'm like, and I'm talking to myself in my head going, dude, why are you so fucking nervous? Why are you nervous? Why are you nervous? And, you know, I look back now and it's because I was in that moment, I was meeting somebody who meant a whole lot to me more than they would ever fucking know just because they took the time to put something down that I could listen to and resort back to, to get into a, uh, in, in, you know, in those deeper, darker times. And so all of that's running through your head at that one time. You know, you just don't know how to process it. It's, it's just a wave of emotion. So it's excitement. It's, you know, subconsciously driving back to those places. And, you know, you turn into that, uh, like that scene from Tommy Boy where he's got the, the roll and he's like, I finally make the sale. And then he rips it up and throws it. You know, you're finally in that moment. And, 
you know, it, it was I was just completely bleh. I was I, I don't even I don't even remember what I said. I just remember it wasn't a whole lot of nothing. And Hayden was just trying to not die laughing because she had never seen me like that. I'm the guy that goes in and takes in takes over a room, man. I don't meet any strangers. And then, you know, to see a completely different side, uh, that was the first and probably only time she'll ever see it because I don't know that I'll ever have another another encounter like that. Um, but I didn't know, dude, I was tripping over my words. I was like a little kid, total fanboy moment. And I never thought in my life I would ever say that. And I just said it, and I can't take it back. I could edit it out, but I'm not going to. But it put me in a place to where, I mean, I didn't really know. It was like one of those huge milestones in life. Um, I got to meet him, super nice guy. And, uh, you know, I gave him the guitar, and he he's an artist too. And so he was like, wow. And, I mean, like you could tell he was genuinely, um, you know, impressed with it. He, he really liked it. And he was showing his bandmates, called one of them out of the back, Jeremy, you know, come take a look at this. And he's like, man, I'm going to put it, you know, I'm going to hang this where I do all of my thinking. I'm going to hang it in the bathroom. And I, and I kind of, ha, ha, ha. And I was like, I, said, I, I actually, Mr. Mr. Thorne, I was wondering if you could sign it for me. And it, it, his demeanor didn't change that much, but I, I guess he thought I was gifting it to him or something. I don't know. But uh, it was just the fact of, you know, I didn't know what to say in that moment, so it was already awkward for me. And then for him to think that I'm giving him this and it's not for him, I just want to know if he would sign it for me uh, so I could gift it to Braswell. Um I don't know. It was just an odd moment. But but Hayden had never seen that. And I think we go through things to where we get in those situations to where emotions do not process. Or it's super hard to process them. It's completely human. You're normal. You know, even in the high moments like that, that giddy schoolgirl excited thing, you know, you have the same, you're afforded the same right when it comes to the darker side of it the more negative side of it to live in those emotions and not be able to make sense out of those. It's just finding that little balance in between. That's really what it boils down to. You got to walk a line. And so you have to take a, you have to take a trip back through your life, take a trip back through all of these things that defined you in that state before you were now. Take a trip back there and then begin a process. Begin a progression. Begin, begin to, to, to up the scale as you're walking through that. And make sure you put realistic timelines on it. Not too fast. It's like, it's like Goldilocks, man. You got to be somewhere right in the middle. But just continuously do that and invest in that. If you need, you know, if you need something tangible, whether it be journals, if it's, if it's um, audio recording, if it's, you know, if it's uh, music, if it's playing music, if it's painting, if it's running, doesn't matter what it is. You crazy folks that go hiking in the dead heat of summer, whatever it is, go back and take that time. And begin to work through what your current circumstance is. And remember that it's only temporary. So because uh, Braswell and I have so much in common uh, about Paul Thorne, 
it was only it only made sense to reach out to him uh, to get what you're going to do. Uh, I listened to Bishop Black uh, growing up when I was younger, when Jeremy and them were really really hot. That was back when they were opening for acts like Alabama Shakes. You know, this was the the. There's a couple of songs on this album is Scrapping Through the South. Um, and then there was a later release of a, a cover of uh, Warren Hay- uh What was it? The guy did uh, Werewolves in London. Warren Zevon, his uh, Lawyers, Guns, and Money. Um, so, but this this album was the one that I just absolutely loved. Um, this one's from 2014, and it's Bishop Black's Scrapping Through the South album, What You Gonna Do.
deathbed and my turn is to a close. I need the comfort of my kin to light my way. Don't fret for my soul, please, cause I found my inner peace. Won't you join me as I tarry on the riverside? What you gonna do? What you gonna do? What you gonna do when the spirit hits you? Hey, now what you gonna do? What you gonna do? What you gonna do? What you gonna do when the spirit hits you? 